Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So 23andMe, the genetic testing company, has now confirmed that hackers stole the personal information of about 6.9 million people. That's only about half of their total customers. Now, the company's findings come after its investigation, which started in October, when the data breach allegedly happened. Well, I don't know why they put allegedly in the story, because the company is now confirming it so uh, the investigation i guess it was allegedly back then uh 23andme said hackers used compromised passwords to tap into customers family tree and dna relative profiles they got access to dna info zip codes birth years and family names publishing some of the information online now the stolen info uh, definitely could hap- ha- help other hackers commit identity theft. Duh, that's what it's for. Still, though, uh, 23andMe says, hey, we haven't learned of any reports of inappropriate use of the data, so don't you worry about it. Everything is fine so far. Uh, just incredible. So if you, uh, we've said it before on the show, if you think that your information is safe, you're wrong. Uh, I know everybody needs to do what they can to keep it as safe as possible. No questions. I feel like I should go into some sort of commercial for data safety, but I'm not. I'm just telling you, do what you can to keep your information as, you know, as safe as possible. The only way to keep it, uh, keep all your information safe would be not to go online uh, ever. And uh, that's almost impossible in today's world. It can be done. It can be done, but it's almost impossible. So just know that everything's fine, though, because 23andMe uh, has not learned of any reports of inappropriate use of the data. So it's fine. Don't even worry about it. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So if you're listening live, today is the 5th of December, 2023, and tomorrow will be the announcement of Time Magazine's 2023 Person of the Year, the annual selection of the individual group or concept that has had the most influence on the world throughout the previous 12 months. How excited are you? <laughs> started way back in 1927 and man it was a good thought then and it's even a better thought now so previous selections have been joe biden kamala harris martin luther king jr uh angela merkel pope francis and greta thunberg the 2022 time person of the year was Ukrainian president Vladimir Zelensky and the spirit of Ukraine. Oh yeah, man. Who could forget that? <laughs> so there's nine candidates whose names were revealed, uh, that are in the running. All right. So, uh, the nine candidates that are in the running 
are uh, the Hollywood Strikers. <laughs> Jeez. Xi Jinping, uh, president of China, obviously. Taylor Swift. Sam Altman. The Trump prosecutors. Barbie. Vladimir Putin. King Charles III. Jerome Powell. And uh, so I wonder who's going to win. Who could win out of that group? I'm sure uh, the you know big money's on Taylor Swift, of course. Uh, it's her year. She's taken over the globe, so she will uh, definitely, uh, probably, uh, definitely, definitely, probably. You can quote me on that. Definitely, probably win. <laughs> but uh, you know. I'm all for Xi Jinping. You know, hey, what a great guy and what a super world leader that he is. Vladimir Putin as well. Man, he could, he could just, uh, King Charles too. Uh, you know, he'd be happy to be on the list. Are we going to give it to the king? I don't think so, but uh, he's proud to be on the list. Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Stop it. <laughs> Barbie. Okay. All right. I know you were a big movie and everything, but no. Sam Altman. Okay. Uh, Mr. Open AI. Okay. Fine. We're going to give it to him. I think not. Hollywood Strikers. All right. Come on now. You know Taylor's going to win it, right? Definitely. Probably. Taylor Swift. Since it is that time of year, I mean, everybody announces their top uh, thing for the past year. Uh, you know, last, I think it was last week, we heard Marion Webster's word of the year was authentic. So now we have to hear what the Oxford Dictionary's word of the year is. Go ahead. Take a guess. Take a guess. That, if you already know, just don't say anything. But if you don't know, take a guess. Nope, you're wrong. The uh, Oxford <laughs> word of the year is Riz. R-I-Z-Z. It's a term Gen Z is mainly embraced, and it beat out words such as prompt, uh, situationship, and swifty that were considered by the Oxford University Press. So, under the Oxford definition of Riz, R-I-Z-Z, it's a noun that means style, charm, attractiveness, or the ability to attract a, a romantic or sexual partner. Uh, riz was a shortened form of the word charisma. It can also be used as a verb, often in the phrase riz up, which means to attract, seduce, or chat up a person. So congratulations to Riz. <laughs> for becoming the Oxford Dictionary's Word of the Year. Don't forget last year, the uh, term Goblin Mode took the prize as Oxford, Oxford's 2022 Word of the Year, which uh, described a type of behavior when someone is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovingly, or greedy. <laughs> Typically, in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. I mean, I kind of feel like I live Goblin Mode, but uh, maybe that's just me. Back to Riz, though. Interesting that they say in the story, you know, what, uh, who's had it, who did it first. So they claim in the story that the origins have been pegged to a Twitch streamer, Kai Sennett, who has been credited with popularizing the word on the interactive 
the uh, live streaming platform if you don't know what twitch is uh he told he said that he came uh from him and his group of friends before he said it on twitch and it spilled across social media so he claims that the word was not short for charisma but instead it meant game but if you go to the miriam webster's time travel site and type in riz it talks the meaning of definitely what uh, oxford says that it is you know i uh, the boys are attempting to riz up nearby hotties <laughs> so uh they claim that the word was first uh known use was in 2021 they don't say that it was from kai senate they just say it first started being used in 2021 so now we've completely turned the meaning of riz around that's what happens on social media i start using a word and it starts becoming different uh like my word uh bougie which is uh being used in the wrong way but i don't want to go back to that i'll just let that one go for a little bit still hurts a little talked about that on yesterday's show as long as we're wrapping up uh, things for 2023 from companies, uh, IBM has unveiled the first quantum computer with more than 1,000 quibits, Q-U-B-I-T-S. That's the equivalent of the digital bits in an ordinary computer. I, don't, I mean, you know that. Uh, the company says it will now shift gears and focus on making its machines more error-resistant rather than larger. Now, this particular uh, chip unveiled is called condor and has 1121 superconducting quibits arranged in a honeycomb pattern it follows on uh, from its other record-setting bird named machines they had the 127 quibit chip in 2021 that was called osprey and the 433 quibit last year which I believe was called, oh no, I think uh, last year was Osprey. The first one, the 127 Quibit chip, was called Eagle, and then this year was called Condor. <laughs> so, I mean, these quantum states are notoriously fickle and prone to error. So we're, we're just trying to coax it through and make it uh, work on... Uh, you know, state-of-the-art error correction techniques. It's going to require more than a thousand physical quibits to each logical quibit. Uh, a machine that can do useful computations would then need to have millions of physical quibits. Duh. I mean, they're working on the alternative error correction scheme. That's called quantum low-density parity check. You know that, a small case Q, capital LDPC. And it promises to cut that number by a factor of 10 or more, according to a preprint by IBM researchers. The company says it's going to focus on building chips designed to hold a few QLDPC corrected quibits and just 400 or so physical quibits, and then networking those chips together. So that's good news, right? I mean, this new roadmap uh, on uh, IBM's quantum research sees it reaching useful computations, such as simulating the workings of a catalyst molecules by the end of the decade. And according to IBM, uh, it's always been the dream, and it's always been a distant dream. Actually, having it come close enough that we can see the path from where we are today is enormous. And I would say, isn't it? Isn't it, though? All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. 
I know many of you on social media, if you follow me uh, at JeffyJFR on uh, X, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook. And of course, uh, you can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And you can always email the show, Chewing the Fat at TheBlaze.com. I uh, have been uh, asking me whether I was going to you know, run for Pope again. Uh, Pope Francis is uh, seemingly on his last leg. Very sad. Uh, he was for the second weekend in a row, he announced he would not be delivering the traditional Sunday comments. Uh, he offered a short statement uh, similar in tone to the prior week, during which he revealed that bronchitis kept him from reciting his entire message. He also, uh, of course, this Pope wanted to show up at COP28 uh, to talk about the climate and how devastating the climate is to the planet. Uh, he's not going to be there. Uh, in person. I'm sure he's sending some of his due people from the Vatican, but he's not going to be there. So uh, it's a thought. I don't know that I will run for Pope again. It's a grueling campaign. And then you have to wait for the white smoke to show up and your your hopes get uh, your hopes. Your hopes are there that they're going to choose you. And then the last time that I ran, they didn't. Uh, it was very frustrating. So I'm thinking about it. Just know I'm putting together a research team to look into whether I should, you know, look into running again or not. <laughs> it's possible. You never know. I see everybody's all happy. The new Grand Theft Auto uh, trailer dropped uh, this morning. And like I said, today is 12-5-2023. Uh, however, uh, they leaked the video yesterday. They leaked the video yesterday <laughs> and they saw the first female protagonist on grand theft auto the latest one it's been 10 years since the last installment of gta dropped and this one will be released in 2025 so we just got the promo that's incredible. Uh, and uh, don't forget, uh, Netflix is trying to capitalize on the growing hype. Uh, so they are adding three classic GTA titles to its catalog on December 14th. So you can you know, play your games on Netflix. I looked at a, a chart of the streamers and how much uh, they have in their catalogs. Pretty incredible. Uh, not that when you look down the list, Prime Video has the most. They have 14,206. Wow. Uh, videos on their platform. Netflix has 6,472. Peacock has 5,121. Uh, Hulu has 5,075. Max. HBO has 3,533. Disney Plus has 1,976. Paramount Plus has 1,582. And Apple TV Plus only has 208. Wow. They need to do something with that. I'll tell you that. So now, currently, an Apple TV Plus subscription uh, costs you $9.99 a month, while a Paramount Plus essential subscription without Showtime is $5.99 a month. I think that's what I have. Because my my Paramount Plus uh, subscription has commercials, which drives me insane, but that's just the way it goes. I sit through them. Okay. I do. Uh, I may mute them, but I sit through them. Um uh, 
And some of them I, I like, so just leave me alone. I, mean, I, I do like commercials. So they're looking at uh, putting those together. And so, you know, with I mean, they're all increasing their prices, and they're looking at all the content they have, and they want to bundle their stuff. So we'll see if uh, Paramount and Apple hook up together to bring all that stuff together. You know, the subscription I don't have is to Peacock, and I know that they've got some stuff on there, and they're adding some new stuff. And I see they're really driving uh, coming up, I think, next week. But soon they're going to be having a dual NFL night. Only one of them is going to be available on Peacock. So, I mean, that will drive some subscriptions for Peacock. I'm still, there's nothing that's been on Peacock yet that will drive me to get a subscription. However, you know, if you have a Peacock subscription you can email me your password (laughs) or direct message me your password on uh, any of the social media platforms and i'll try it out and check it out and see if it's worth subscribing to or i'll just use your password but uh you know just you can change it after a week just let me have it for a week and then you can change it and then i can you know say you know that i watch some stuff on that particular platform and uh, i'll let you know what it's like all right make that happen Please. I mean, all the networks are promoting that their shows, they're busy, you know, the strike is over and they're busy producing all their shows that are going to be available after the first of the year. That's what they're promoing. All these shows are going to be out in the first of the year. Uh, You know, the television shows from the networks, not uh, shows on uh, the streamers. I see where they're promoting the House House of the Dragon, uh, the Game of Thrones uh, prequel. Uh, They're saying that's expected. They released a trailer for it. And that's expected to come out the summer of next year. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the way they talked about it, they when they say they expect something to come out by the summer, that means they've got a lot of work to do on the old show. So we'll see. You know, it could come out. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, who knows? I mean, somebody on the show could come out and say they voted for Donald Trump, and that would just shut production down. <laughs> I mean, I doubt it. I doubt very much that someone on House of the Dragons uh, on HBO, I'm sorry, Max, uh, would come out and say they voted for Donald Trump. But I see where Kelsey Grammer, uh, the Frasier actor, uh, he was on an interview with BBC Radio 4's Today. I love the BBC Radio 4's Today. And when asked uh, whether he is still a Trump supporter, he added that he would uh, and let that be the end of it that's kind of a weird way to respond to that I guess uh, the radio host after the interview said Kelsey was perfectly happy to go on talking about it Paramount Plus PR people uh, were less than happy that he talked about it Uh, they decided okay uh, interview's over have a nice day we're done Uh, we're done take care we don't want any of our uh, any of our stars saying they would have voted for Trump we don't want that we can't have that so I remember a couple of years ago with Christine Amanpour, uh, Grammer said that uh, conservative, he voted for Trump. And then Christine asked the actor whether he had taken hits for it. And he said, I'm unaware of taking a hit for it. So he just says what he believes. I'm working, I'm acting, I'm doing my stuff. And yes, I voted for Trump. And so I'm still a supporter of him. Whether you like it or not, that's just the way it is. Okay? 
So I guess the season finale of the latest Frasier comes out later this week. I have not finished it yet. That's on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, I've watched, I don't know, I'm about four episodes in or whatever. I haven't caught them all yet. It's okay. I enjoyed it. I mean, I like Frasier. We talked about this before. I mean, I, I like I liked it. It's okay. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing superb yet, but it's enjoyable. And it's a fill show for me. Uh, the Bass Reeves, Lawman Bass Reeves on Paramount+. Plus awesome two episodes left there's only eight episodes of a lawman bass reeves and uh number six was just uh, dropped this past week uh it's been really good i really want more and two more episodes is not gonna give it to me but there's some really good storylines throughout so hopefully uh we'll get season two asap Oh, that's right. That's what made me think about uh, Peacock is that I saw uh, Peacock is debuting a new Monk movie with Tony Shalhoub. It's re- he's returning as Adrian Monk on Peacock uh, this week. Uh, actually, on Friday, Mr. Monk's last case a monk movie and it reunites the detective with his old crew it's a personal case involving his stepdaughter and so it'd be fun i loved monk the tv show when it was out a hundred years ago so we'll see if this actually you know holds up to the original monk but uh awesome stuff I mean, Mr. Germ, or I should say Mr. Anti-Germ, Monk, will see how he survived the pandemic because uh, people like him were already doing what they were telling us to do during the pandemic. So it should be fascinating to see what the character Monk uh, has, uh, has survived. So it's been 14 years. I said 100 years. I was a little off. 14 years since the last Monk. So anyway, if you have a peacock password... Chewing the fat at theblaze.com is the email address. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we finally heard from Jamie Foxx a little bit. He was apparently overcome with emotion at the Critics' Choice Association Awards celebration of cinema and television honoring black, Latino, and AAPI achievements the other night. Uh, And what a beautiful night it was. I must have missed my invitation to the Critics' Choice Association Awards celebration of cinema and television honoring black... Oh, that's why. Honoring black, Latino, and AAPI achievement. Uh, The Oscar winner, uh, 55 now, fought back tears as he accepted the Vanguard Award from presenter and burial co-star Journey Samalit in his first public appearance since his mysterious medical complication... (laughs) Yeah, so it wasn't that. Don't be don't be thinking about that. It was just a mysterious medical complication. All right. So after receiving an overwhelming standing ovation from the audience, of course, 
Uh, he walked across the stage and he, of course, talked about the health scare. He said, you know, it's crazy. I couldn't do that six months ago. I couldn't actually walk. Uh, he began his 12-minute speech uh, before taking a pause due to being overcome with emotion. I'm not a clone. I know a lot of people were saying I was cloned out there. <laughs> I want to thank everybody. I've been through something. I've been through some things. I cherish every single minute now. It's different. I wouldn't wish what I went through on my worst enemy because it's tough when it's almost over when you see the tunnel. I saw the tunnel. I didn't see the light. I have new respect for life. I have new respect for my art. I watched so many movies and listened to so many songs trying to have the time go by. Don't give up on your art, man. Don't give up. Okay. Uh, he spoke about his health woes in July, saying he went to hell and back as he praised his sister and his daughter for saving his life. I went through something I thought he would never go through. And so uh, he said he's not blind, he's not paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. And so uh, just know that uh, he's back and uh, we're all, I mean, we're thankful that Jamie is back. And I know that uh, we are all wondering about the mysterious medical complication that definitely isn't that otherwise they would have told us so why don't you just shut up about that okay as long as we're talking about uh, mysterious medical complications i see where <laughs> well, there's nothing mysterious about executions uh fewer states use capital punishment but more prisoners uh were executed in 2023 all right. Uh, Texas, Florida, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Alabama carried out executions in 2023, while the majority of U.S. states have banned or paused the practice by executive order, according to a new report by the Death Penalty Information Center. Uh, there was an increase in executions in 2023, however, uh, from the previous year. Uh, 24 people were executed in 2023, only 18. 18 were executed in 2022. Uh, this year uh, was the ninth consecutive year with fewer than 30 executions. Man, we need to get those numbers up. Uh, the report also found that people of color were overrepresented among those executed in 2023 as nine of the 24 prisoners executed were people of color what does that say oh I, I, I go ahead and just you know what it says and i just that just drives me insane okay i got you i got you nine of the 24 prisoners executed were people of color okay does that mean that they were uh over represented Okay. All right, if you say so. Uh, the report attributed the increase in executions uh, from 2022 to 2023 thanks to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis resuming the practice in the state ahead of his presidential bid. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure the people were proud of it. I don't think he's fired up old Sparky yet again. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not opposed to it, okay? The report also noted that earlier in November, Gallup found that a record high percentage of Americans said the death penalty applied unfairly in the U.S. The highest percentage since Gallup started asking the question in 2000. Yeah, so 50% say it was applied unfairly. Yeah, but we have gone down the list of what the people on death row uh, have been uh, sentenced to from their crimes and it is not unfairly uh it's only unfair to the people that they murdered okay 
So I know everybody opposes. I say everybody. 50% oppose the death penalty, but uh, I do not. And when you look at the crimes that these people did, and I know oh, the capital punishment is too flawed and risky, uh, cruel and dehumanizing. Look at what they've been convicted of. Uh, what they've been convicted of is cruel and dehumanizing, and they don't deserve to be on this planet. I'm sorry. Everyone deserves life, Jeff. Okay. All right. All right. You you tell yourself that. No problem. You go ahead. It's a, this is still America, isn't it? Yeah, not really, but it is. And uh, so if you want to believe that, you go right ahead. I, however, uh, do not. I also see, as long as we're going down the road of death, uh, suicide deaths reached a record high in the U.S. in 2022. Uh, now, there were decreases, thankfully, in children and young adults, but more people died from suicide in the United States uh, last year than any other year on record. Wow. So I guess they've gone back to 1941, uh, according to the provisional data from the U.S. Uh, Center for Disease Control and Prevention. And of course, you trust all the data that the CDC gives you. So at least uh, 49,449 lives were lost due to intentional self-harm. More than 14 deaths for every 100,000 people. Really sad. Uh, men were about four times more likely than women to die by suicide, and rates were highest among senior men. But the suicide rate increased twice as much for women in 2022, with especially significant increases among white women and those ages 25 to 34. Um, wow, suicide rates have been rising in the U.S. for the past few decades. In 2021, the U.S. Surgeon General called for the implementation of a national prevention strategy and issued an advisory focused on protecting young youth mental health amid, uh, amid a spike in suicide rates and alarming increases in mental health challenges among young people. Uh, there's a lot of uh, speculation on what is causing that and what has caused that, and they break it down uh, even more inside this story. Just amazing. But if you, uh, you know, we've all had suicide touch our lives, and it's never, it's never good. Uh, you, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I understand the thought of. Now I won't say that either. You know, it's just it's a terrible thing, and it's never what the person who's committing suicide. Not all of them, obviously, but the person who commits suicide believes that everyone's life around them will be better without them in it and that just isn't true and so you know get some look they've created the 988 suicide and crisis lifeline so if you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis help is available call or text 988 or you can chat the 988lifeline.org and uh they're there to help you through it okay so at least at least try and attempt to get some help. 988 is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Okay, uh, this report makes me nervous. All right, so apparently ancient mosquito fossils found trapped in amber suggest males of the species used to suck blood hundreds of millions of years ago. Only female 
modern day mosquitoes have that ability what are we doing uh, messing with mosquitoes trapped in amber okay perhaps we haven't seen the documentary jurassic park but when we find mosquitoes trapped in amber how about we let them be okay that's all i'm saying <laughs> so now uh if you've been bitten by a mosquito it was a female insect that uh that bit you okay female mosquitoes are hematophagus yeah those are that's a female mosquito and uh that's that's what they are uh male mosquitoes living today are not hematophagus so uh they survive on plant nectar because their piercing mouth parts the (laughs) aren't strong enough to pierce skin okay but i guess 100 million years ago they were hematophagus but the female went out and said no look uh you are not gonna continue sucking blood okay we're the female we're gonna take over so why don't you just back off and go die over there in the amber okay (laughs) so hematophagy is the ability for insects to suck on blood of other animals it's believed to have evolved from a shift to using piercing sucking mouth parts to extract fluids from plants instead of animals fleas that currently suck animal blood possibly arose from earlier species of insects that primarily fed on plant nectar the evolution of hematography has been more difficult to trace partially due to gaps in the insect fossil record yeah well what are you gonna do you're gonna dig them out of the amber and start messing with them and the next thing you know we're gonna have uh, giant uh, dinosaurs roaming around and that just can't happen okay it just can't happen so stop it and then we have a new species of sea spider that was reportedly discovered crawling around the frozen waters of antarctica okay so we're finding new species all the time on this planet things we didn't know existed before i don't know that i wanted to know that this particular species existed okay so this was uh discovered in the ross sea which is the sea about 200 miles from the south pole Okay, they found this new species known as Ostropaline helanchi. Amorphophallus. Nope, uh, that's not it. <laughs> uh, A U S T R O P A L L E N E H A L A N Y C h i amorphophallus (laughs) no no that's not it (laughs) so the details of the discovery were laid out in a new study published in the journal zoo keys and i love the journal zoo keys the report noted that in 2013 so 10 years ago scientists were working aboard the ship rvib nathaniel b palmer reeled in a net and realized that the unusual specimen did not fall into any pre-existing descriptions of spiders so the new sea spider was apparently discovered around 1900 feet underwater it turned out to be much larger than other sea spiders with his legs measuring more than one inch in length and the report stated that it has four pigmented eyes and a short swollen abdomen and a wreath of bristle like follicles around its mouth it looks beautiful i mean you just <laughs> you just want to hug it don't you <laughs> 
<laughs> so one of the most unique elements, according to Andrew Mahon, one of the co-authors of the study for Zoo Keys that was published in Zoo Keys, is that the new sea spider uh, has vital organs originating in its legs. The species appears to use its legs to breathe. Again, you just want to reach out and hug it, don't you? So according to the study's abstract, uh, the sea spider is a new species of cyanogonid within the family of the Calipolinidae pasanogonidae. <laughs> and it's pronounced just like that. Amorphophallus. And it's named after Kenneth M. Halanch, who is a prolific marine invertebrate scientist. And if you know anything about invertebrate scientists, you know that Kenneth is the prolific marine invertebrate scientist. According to his LinkedIn profile, he helps lead the Center of Marine Science and has focused much of his professional career on the genomics and evolution of marine invertebrates. So, I hope we just put that thing back into the sea and we'll just kind of forget that it's there. Okay? All right, good. Well, today we've given you the uh, Person of the Year nominees, the Word of the Year, stuff that happens, you know, every December in, uh, well, the world, but here specifically in the United States. So why not end, as long as we're talking about animals, with the 2023 Top Trending Pet Names in the U.S., according to Rover. Rover is an online marketplace for pet owners, and it has released the results of its 11th annual Most Popular Pet Names. I mean, Fluffy is my favorite, but apparently it's not the most popular. Uh, the top 10 uh, trending dog names for 2023. Chia, Robbie, Emma, E-M-M-E, uh, Estrella. Who names their dog Estrella? Smokey, Minnow, Laney, Oak, Wednesday. And the number one dog name is Kelsey. Oh, of course, K-E-L. C-E. Cat names. Uh, who, I mean, okay. If you have a cat, then here you go. Uh, Maisie, Luffy, Munch, Knox, Suki, Fuzz, Choco, Snoop, Sojo, and Norbert, number one. <laughs> the top trending dog names, according to Rover. Now, those were the trending names, but there's also the most popular names, according to Rover and the American Kennel Club. So that's different than the trending names. Okay, so the popular names, the top 10 popular names for dogs, uh, Duke, Leo, we're going 10 to 1, Duke, Leo, Bear, Rocky, Teddy, Buddy, Milo, Cooper, Max, Charlie. And then they have the female names uh, for dogs. Uh, Bailey, Stella, Sadie, Zoe, uh, Lola, Lily, Lucy, Daisy, Bella, Luna. The male cat names. Okay. Jasper, Ollie, Jack, Simba, Max, Loki, Charlie, Leo, Milo, Oliver. Female cat names. Uh, Stella, Willow, Cleo, Kitty, Callie, Nala, Lucy, Lily, Bella, and Luna. Oh, wow. Uh, Luna is number one for female cat names and number one for female dog names. So Luna, excellent choice. Uh, Lucy is uh, came in fourth for uh, cat and dogs. 
<laughs> so there you have it. Uh, Fluffy definitely isn't on the list. Very disappointing. But those are your top trending and most popular dog and cat names in the U.S. according to both Rover and the American Kennel Club. All right, so I'm going to leave you with this joke. It's a little adult joke, but uh, you'll appreciate it. Uh, two tipsy women sneak into a graveyard to pee. One uses her panties to wipe with and throws them away. The other one uses a ribbon from a wreath. The next day, one of the husbands uh, calls the other one and he says, My wife came home last night not wearing any panties. The other husband said, That's nothing. My wife had a card stuck between her butt cheeks that said, From all of us at the fire station, we'll never forget you. <laughs> Think about it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.